Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Cesarius of Arles. He was born in the year 470 and died in 543. He spent 40 years of his life as Bishop of Arles, an important political, industrial, and theological center near Marseille. In his day, he was known as a gifted and popular preacher whose theology is very Augustinian. Much of Cesarius's preaching was grounded in various Old Testament events and often linked to the prayers of Israel in the Psalms. And now, from St. Cesarius of Arles, an excerpt from his Sermon 25 entitled, A Sermon on Divine and Human Mercy, wherein he reflects on Scripture from both Isaiah chapter 58 and Matthew chapter 5, proclaimed at Mass this Sunday. When the Gospel was read just now, We heard our Lord and Savior say, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Sweet is the word mercy, dearly beloved. And if the mere name, how much more so the reality. Although all men desire to possess it, what is worse, not all live in such a way as to deserve it. For all want to receive it, but few are willing to grant it. O man, with what feelings do you want to find what you neglect to give? If a man desires to obtain mercy in heaven, he should bestow it in this world. Therefore, since all want mercy, dearly beloved, Let us make her our patron in this life, so that she may free us in the life to come. Mercy abides in heaven, but it is reached by the exercise of it on earth. Thus the scriptures tell us, O Lord, thy mercy is in heaven. There is then both an earthly and a heavenly mercy the one human and the other divine. 
What is human mercy? It is to care for the miseries of the poor. And what is divine mercy? Doubtless, it is that which grants forgiveness of sins. Whatever human mercy gives on the way, divine mercy repays in the heavenly country. In this world, God is cold and hungry in the person of all his poor. For he said, As long as you did it for one of these, the least of my brethren, you did it for me. Therefore, God who deigns to give from heaven wants to receive on earth. What kind of creatures are we if we want to take when God gives, but are unwilling to give when he asks it? If a poor man hungers, Christ is in need, as he himself said, I was hungry, and you did not give me to eat. Do not, then, despise the miseries of the poor if you want to hope for the forgiveness of your sins without anxiety. Christ hungers now, brethren, for in the person of all the poor, he himself deigns to hunger and thirst. Moreover, he repays in heaven whatever he receives on earth. I ask you, brethren, what do you desire or seek when you come to church? What, except mercy? Therefore, grant earthly mercy, and you will receive the heavenly. The poor man asks something of you, and you ask of God. He seeks a mouthful. You want eternal life. Give to the poor in order that you may merit to receive from Christ. Listen to him say, Give, and it shall be given to you. I do not know with what feelings you want to receive what you are unwilling to give. Therefore, when you come to church, offer alms of some kind to the poor in proportion to your means. The one who can should bring silver. If he cannot, let him give wine. If a man does not even possess this, he might give a mouthful to the hungry. If he has not the whole, some little portion. Thus may be fulfilled the Lord's admonition through the prophet, Deal thy bread to the hungry. He did not say, Give all, lest perhaps you might become poor and have nothing more to give. If we carefully heed the fact that Christ hungers in the person of the poor, brethren, it will be profitable for us. God allowed poor people to be in the world in order that every man might have the means of redeeming his sins. If there were no poor, no one would give alms, and no one would receive pardon. God could have made all men rich, 
but he wanted to assist us through the misery of the poor. Thus the poor by patience and the rich by almsgiving may merit the grace of God. Truly, the want of the poor is of service to us. Finally, if you wisely understand and carefully weigh the balance of your heart, what you receive from the poor is incomparably greater than what you give. Listen and see. A coin and a kingdom. What comparison is there, brother? You give the poor a coin and receive a kingdom from Christ. You bestow a mouthful and are given eternal life. You offer clothes and Christ grants you the forgiveness of your sins. Therefore, let us not despise the poor, brethren, but let us desire them all the more, and of our own accord hasten to lavish ourselves upon them. The misery of the poor is the remedy of the rich, as the Lord said. Nevertheless, give alms, and behold, all things are clean to you. And later, sell what you have and give alms. Moreover, the Holy Spirit exclaims through the prophet, As water quenches a fire, so alms destroy sins. And again, Shut up alms in the heart of the poor, and it shall obtain help for you against all evil. Therefore, let us exercise mercy, brethren, and with Christ's help, keep the bond of his care, as we mentioned above in the words, Give, and it shall be given to you. And again, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. In proportion to his means, each one should endeavor not to come to church empty-handed. For if he desires to receive, he should also give something. If a man can, he should cover the poor with new clothes. If he cannot, he should offer an old. If a person feels incapable of this, he should extend a mouthful or welcome a stranger, give him a bed, and wash his feet. Thus he may deserve to hear from Christ, Come, blessed, take possession of the kingdom, for I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was a stranger and you took me in. No one, will be able to excuse himself from giving alms, dearly beloved, because Christ has promised a reward for a cup of cold water. As I have frequently mentioned, there are two kinds of alms, the one good, but the other better. The one that you extend a mouthful to the poor the other that you immediately forgive a brother 
who has offended you. With the Lord's help, let us hasten to fulfill both types in order that we may be able to obtain eternal forgiveness and the true mercy of Christ. He himself has told us, If you forgive, your heavenly Father will also forgive you your offense. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father forgive you your offense. At another time, the Holy Spirit exclaims, Man to man reserves anger. And does he seek the remedy of God? He hath no mercy on a man like himself. And does he ask mercy of God? Likewise, blessed John says, He who hates his brother is a murderer. And again, he who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness, and he does not know whither he goes, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Therefore, dearly beloved, in order that we may be able to avoid eternal evils and obtain perpetual good things, let us hasten as much as we can and long as we live, both to possess ourselves and to impart to others the two kinds of alms which I mentioned above. Then we may be able to say with assurance on Judgment Day, Give, O Lord, because we have given. We have done what you commanded. Do you fulfill what you promised? May he deign to grant this, who, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, lives and reigns, world without end. Amen. St. Cesarius of Arles, pray for us. As we collect or gather all of our petitions, we pray for the church. We pray for all of the needs of our country and our world. We pray for all who are burdened and suffer in any way. We pray for our local communities of faith, most especially the community of the domestic church, our families. Lord, hear our prayers and have mercy on us. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. 
the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. <laughs>